So debt consolidation, it's a really interesting topic because for so many of us, we would love to pay a lower interest rate on our debt. And if you've got a microloan or a car loan or a home loan and a credit card and you've allowed your debt to get out of control, you may very well be tempted to consolidate your debt, to bring all of the debt under one banner to get a single interest rate and to pay it off. And then you think, hold on a second, if my credit card is currently charging me, I don't know, 20, 21% interest, um, and they can lower it to 14%, that's wonderful. But my credit card demands to be paid every month and demands to be paid off much more quickly than my consolidated debt might uh, demand, and I'll end up paying for the potatoes I bought last week over the next 20 years. Hold on a second, is debt consolidation such a brilliant idea? Well, we spoke to Maya Fisher-French, the editor of Maya on Money. She also writes for the City Press newspaper. She joins us on the line from Cape Town this evening. Uh, Maya, we asked you to give us, what, what what do your readers ask you most? And debt consolidation came up top of the list. Give us a sense of debt consolidation and the questions that are coming through on that. You know, Bruce, um, I find that a lot of people ask this question probably too late in the cycle. They're asking it because they're already in financial difficulty and they're already not meeting their monthly repayments and they're now trying to work out how to get out of the situation. And I think that's the challenge. I'd say 98% of the people who write into me and say, you know, I want to consolidate my debt are already in financial crisis. And debt consolidation is not there for financial crisis. It's kind of there for, you know, I'm getting a little stretched. I may need to make a few decisions now. It's, once you start hitting and you've, you've missed a couple of payments, basically debt consolidation is not going to work for you. In simple terms, explain to us debt consolidation, how it works. So basically what you'll have a situation, and this is where it's really targeted, you maybe have uh, seven, eight or nine different credit contracts with micro lenders, credit cards, etc. And by consolidating them and taking out a personal loan, you can often lower the interest rate. Either you can lower the interest rate, as you said earlier, you know, your micro loans can be up to at, at uh, interest rates of 33%. A personal loan, you may be able to consolidate all of those loans and get it at about 15%. It starts to make a lot of sense. The other reason one would consolidate debt is if you are struggling to make your repayments and you need to lengthen the term of the loans. So you could consolidate and take out one single loan over perhaps a 48-month period and just by extending those loan periods, you repay less each month. But of course, Bruce, as you know, interest uh, has, accumulates and you actually end up spending more over those next 48 months than you would. But at least on a month-to-month basis, you're not missing those payments. So that's kind of the logic behind debt consolidation. But unfortunately, I think for many people, they see it as a way out of a debt crisis. Uh, okay, 021-446-0567, debt consolidation. Who's it made for? Who's it cut out for? Who should be consolidating and who most certainly should not be? There was a time, Maya, where I get calls from banks saying, do you have lots of debt? Would you like to consolidate? Um, they don't seem to be as aggressively doing it now. Is, there, is, is, it, is it rife? Is debt consolidation rife? You know, um, one of the key um, drivers for credit cards, we saw that for a while with the credit cards especially. So I remember, I think it was ABSA brought out a fantastic credit card deal, like bring all your credit card debt to us and we'll give it to you at 9% or something like that. And those were obviously acquisition um, opportunities for them. They were trying to take clients from other banks. And 
but Bruce, all these things only work when you don't need the debt. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that's the, yeah. that's the situation. If you've got a really clean credit record and uh, you're not overextended, then these products are made for you and the banks want you. The problem is, is that you're probably not that interested because you're not overextended and you don't have a shop credit record. So that's kind of the, the crux of it. So we're certainly seeing less of it, and I think the reason we're seeing less um, of the bank's sort of hard selling of debt consolidation is that they're finding it harder and harder to find customers whose credit records hold up. Because, of course, they're not going to extend you um, debt consolidation if your credit record's shot, and they're certainly not going to give you debt consolidation if you're uh, exceeding affordability limits. Uh, at whom, who is best suited to consolidate their debt, Maya? I mean, we look at uh, people in various degrees of financial bother uh, as far as uh, financial trouble. Who would be the ideal candidate for some debt consolidation? Yeah, I think if you're sitting and you, 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 you wake up one day and you think, I just actually want to start dealing with my debts. I just want to get rid of them. Um, you know, I've, I've just got debts with every store card. I've taken off three or four credit cards. And yes, I'm not yet missing payments, but I'm worried that I'm going to start. It is then an opportunity to go sit with your bank, talk about a single personal loan. The other reason and this is a really positive one for debt consolidation, is that it is a time, it, it's paid off over a period of time. So you know, you sit down and you sign a contract that within the next, you know, 36 months, this debt will be paid off. And that's a lot healthier than many of these revolving credits that a credit card is, for example. Because a credit card, every month you pay it off, that credit's available again. So you just keep, you never really, really get out of debt. So if you're making a concerted effort to get out of debt, um, you're not, as I said, not in a situation where you're really missing payments, but you, you kind of, you've had enough now and you, you want to get your life in order. Then a single loan, you're not having to pay um, administration fees across so many accounts. You're sitting at National Credit Act allows about 57 rand per contract, so you can save money that way. And you, you know, you, you've got a proper plan to get out of debt and you know over the next you know, two, three years, your debts are paid off with a single loan. It can work incredibly well. But, of course, um, Bruce, is so many stories we see of people who don't, who don't use it like that. Uh, absolutely, and I want to talk about those in just a moment. Does it count against you in terms of your credit score, your credit record, if you consolidate your debt? Is there a secret black book saying this person was forced to, do, uh, to take remedial action on their debt? Or is it everyone's just happy that you've paid it off? No, debt consolidation is not seen negatively. Um, you know, it's not seen as a forced action at all because it's something you are proactively doing. So it shouldn't affect your credit record as long as you're not access tapping into the credit that you've closed down. So remember what you would do with debt consolidation is you would take that single loan and you would pay off all your other creditors. Yeah. And that would reflect very positively on your credit record. And obviously then if you are re- you are meeting those monthly payments on your debt consolidation. That could be seen as positive rather than negative. Mabule in Gazina has got a question for us this evening, Maya. Hello, Mabule. I'm just going to put you on on hold for a moment, Maya. Uh, Mabule, your your point? Um, My point is around the people that consolidate and still have those facilities and go back to you to reuse them. So basically, at the end of the day, they now have the double the debt than they were before they consolidated. And I know few people that fell into that trap. So it goes with a lot of discipline because after consolidating, now you have a new buying power in terms of those other facilities that you had around. So it becomes a little bit like an access bond, does it, Mabule? Exactly. And the other thing is sometimes you find that on the consolidated 
or consolidation, the rate is even higher than what you are supposed to be, what you were paying before. So basically, it's now even more expensive. Obviously, the, 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 the duration is what makes a difference. But in terms of the interest, you'll find that it's higher than some of the debts that you are now consolidating. So there's a lot of homework that people will need to do before they actually take the consolidation. Mabule, thank you for a lovely call from Gazina this evening. Maya Fisher-French in Cape Town, the editor of Maya on Money, in, and she also writes for the City Press. I mean, that kind of defeats the object, doesn't it, as far as the consolidator is concerned? You want the debt to go away. You don't necessarily want an access bond type facility. Well, unfortunately, Bruce, that's pretty much what I would imagine about 90% of people do end up doing, is that, and we see it time and time again um, with our readers as well, is that people um, take the debt consolidation. They really believe that this is the answer. They stick to it for about three to six months, um, and then suddenly something happens, an emergency, or there's something that they want, and they go back to those credit lines that they closed, the microloans, the credit cards, and they all they've done now is just exacerbate the situation. And we get quite a lot of those situations where people come to us and they're now trying debt consolidation for the second or third time. And really, debt consolidation doesn't work if you don't change your lifestyle um, and you don't actually take real action about, about living within your means. So debt consolidation is not a solution to debt problems unless you're prepared to change your behavior. Lesejo Pue this evening saying, if I resign, use part of my pension to consolidate my debt, then increase the contribution to my new pension fund, would that be a good idea? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, that, that is one that a lot of people look at. They often look at pulling out um, their pension to settle their debts, Bruce. And I think, you know, if you look obviously at the percentage you're paying on your debts, that logically does make sense, but you've got to take a lot of factors into account. First of all, is the tax that you pay if you cash in your pension. Secondly, how it limits you when you get to withdraw your money in retirement. There's a lot of negatives about drawing down on your pension. And unfortunately, Bruce, I think a lot of people who do that don't, again, change their lifestyle. So all that happens is they've used the pension now to settle debt. They don't go and increase their pension contributions because they're squeezed, and then they land up taking on more debt again. So all that happens is they come into retirement with debt and with not enough money to live on. So I'm very hesitant about, about, about following that uh, strategy. Maya Fisher-French is the editor of Maya on Money. She also writes for the City Press. Her website, mayaonmoney.co.za, is fabulous. It's uh, been redesigned, um, easily accessible, lots of really interesting pieces on it. Can have a look at that in your own time because in a moment, uh, more from Maya Fisher-French this evening. Take your questions and your comments on debt consolidation, uh, the do's, don'ts, and uh, and speed traps involved because uh, no financial services company would allow you to consolidate your debt unless there was something in it for them. On the line to us from Cape Town, we've got Maya Fisher-French, the editor of Maya on Money. It is Make Money Monday, and one of the ways to make money is to not spend it in the first place. Maya Fisher-French, who should not be looking at debt consolidation? Who should be avoiding debt consolidation as if it was a, a, a terrible disease? I think anybody, well, first of all, debt consolidation, uh, the banks will make sure you avoid it if your credit record's gone already or if you're already in uh, financial difficulty. So I'd say that that's, that's done for you by the banks. And I think also, Bruce, if you haven't, if you haven't addressed the problem, and the problem is 
you spend more than you earn. Um, and the best way of solving that problem is either cutting your spending or finding another form of income rather than, than going and trying to find ways to consolidate your debt. And I think also one of the, the points you were making, I think just before we went to the break, is you know what's in it, in it for the banks? And one of the big things are initiation fees. So you really do need to do your math before you, you, know, you take on a consolidated loan um, in terms of whether what your initiation fees are going to be, the interest rate's going to be, and whether or not you're actually better off taking the loan. Uh, and for most of us, we're not really qualified to do it, or certainly not do it accurately in a way that's going to be informative. Um, a lot of people go, well, it's consolidation. It must be better. The salesman tells me it'll be better. So therefore, I'll just sign on the dotted line and the problem, um, if not goes away, um, it's certainly the problem is delayed or the problem is put on hold. Well, I think a lot of people look at that monthly repayment. And I mean, there is a logic to it. So it's saying, well, you know, it, my loans at the moment are coming to 5,000 rand a month. This will cut them to 4,000 rand a month. That's an extra 1,000 rand a month. It's giving me some breathing space. But they're not looking at that total cost over time and, and what that's really, really costing them. What that extra 1,000 rand that they think they're saving is really costing them over the period of the loan. So, yes, those sort of mathematical you know, equations have to be done, but sometimes it is about survival um, and, and just trying to get, to get through every month. And I think, Bruce, you mustn't underestimate how many people and you know, this whole point about debt consolidation came up because it's one of my biggest questions on my website. And the reason for that is because people are really, really struggling. We estimate, I mean, if you speak to debt, um, the debt review people, around the average South African spending between 46 to 50 percent of their salary meeting debt payments. And, and it, is a, it is a problem. Uh, and, and that is the issue. I mean, and if you're not going to change your lifestyle, it is going to catch you short, is it not? Because uh, the moment you go, all right, I'm going to consolidate, I'm going to change my life. For the first month or two, it's a little uncomfortable. By month three, you're probably resenting your new life. Your old life was a lot more fun. You've paid down your debt by a couple of grand. It's time to dip in there again because you deserve it because you've been so good for the last couple of months. And that's how people get caught into, into a debt trap, I suspect. That's exactly it. You know, Bruce, if uh, you ask any woman, it's, that's what it's like for us on diets. You know? <laughs> well, any person, any we person. make all those promises and then somehow, you know, we break everything. <laughs> it is. It's hard. It's, it's very easy to commit to something for a couple of months. It's very, very hard to, 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 stay, to stay with the program. And, and that is the challenge. And one of the, which we haven't really discussed, which is debt review, which I mentioned earlier, is... Um, and one of that is if you have someone who can help you through that process and actually keep you committed to it. And I think um, often there are, if you can go with a debt consolidation program where you have some kind of mentoring system which kind of keeps you, and, and you cut up your credit cards and you actually close all those credit lines, then, you know, you're a lot less tempted to going back to that situation again. Uh, I, I tried to close a credit card recently and was made a huge number of promises and I was given all, a whole bunch of love that I'd not received in 10 years of holding the credit card um, and the, the desperation by the financial institution for me just to hold the card with the credit limit on it and one ha- I had to be quite firm with the, with the bank uh, Maya to say no take your card and I've already cut it up please just close the account I do not want to be tempted by the access you are giving me to this and we, we've really got to sometimes be, give a little bit, ourselves a little bit of tough love when it comes to cutting back on our, our, on our temptation. 
Well, you know, we I see this quite often. The banks are quite aggressive in it, and then they say to you, you know, it's available now, but it may not be available when you need it. That's actually what they said to somebody once. One of uh, uh, um, one of our readers, they said to me, they said to them, you know, this is we, we're offering you this now, but it may not be there when you need it. Well, I mean, how classic is that? You know, <laughs> the bank's there for you when you don't need the debt, but uh, you know, if you actually need it, well. Forget it. And I think that's the fear they put in people. And, and Bruce, often we keep the credit card and we keep the credit lines for that intrinsic fear that what if we need it and we can't get it when we need it. And that's what they play on. Uh, most, most certainly do. The credit facilities stay there. We ultimately pay for those facilities over a period of time. And, and the banks uh, keep uh, g- keep us tempted so we can pay them big, juicy interest rates. Um, are, are, are people more in trouble now, Maya, than they were 12 months ago? What's your broad sense of it in terms of the correspondence you're getting? You know, Bruce, I would say it's getting a, it, it, it's sort of static at the moment. I think there was definitely a, a serious downturn um, and people got into a lot of difficulty. But we seem to be seeing um, a, a reality dawning on people that it's not going to get better. So that sort of sense of, well, I can continue this behavior um, and things will turn around on their own. That seems to be changing. I'm getting a lot more people who are really actively trying to, to change and who realize that if they don't make the changes now, it's not going to just happen because good things are going to come about. Um, I think there's sort of this reality check by South Africans now that the, you know, the job prospects are not improving, the economy is not improving. And people are starting to become more aware of the need to take action. But, uh, Bruce, it is, it is very, very serious, the amount of people struggling to make ends meet. I had someone writing to me today actually saying, you know, you write about saving and that, but I don't have any money yeah. to save. I, I want to, I need to generate more income to meet my expenses. And I think that that is a reality. A lot of South Africans have to look at two, three jobs, like they do in America often, uh, just to keep their heads above, above the water. Uh, and, and that's, I mean, it's a tragic reality, and interest rates are only going one way from here, Maya, uh, and that is up. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, you, you've got, um, we know interest rates are going to possibly keep climbing. Uh, we've, got the ele- we've got electricity, food. I mean, Bruce, <laughs> I did, I, I analyzed my own food bill over the last four years, and it was up to 80%. What? 80% in four years. Your boys are growing, Maya, but the nobody grows that growing, fast. But I, I factored all of that in, and it's really getting expensive, and, and it is getting tighter. So I have a huge amount of, of, of sympathy and understanding about why a lot of people are in the situation they are in. But I just, one has to, one can't say it enough, don't try and take the shortcuts. Um, you've really got to look at, you know, at just finding ways to cut back. And it does take, it does take discipline, it does take effort, but it's not going to go away on its own. Oscar Wilde, one of the cleverest people ever to have lived. Um, John Parker sends us a quote from Oscar Wilde this evening saying, live within your means, even if it means you have to borrow money to do so. I I don't think you would agree with Oscar Wilde on that particular point, Maya. (laughs) You know, Bruce, that probably would have been true, um, I would say, even a year ago. But the banks are getting really tight. I mean, that's another part of this. We're talking about debt consolidation. But have you tried to borrow money, money from a bank recently? They're just not lending to anybody. So I think, you know, even trying to maintain your lifestyle at the expense of the bank is not an option anymore. Uh, the banks, especially after we've seen what happened with African banks, the banks are getting very, very tight. So, and I think that's also what we're seeing about the reality. People are starting to tap out. The credit is starting to tap out. They just can't access it anymore. And, uh, and, that, and that is perhaps also a reality dawning. So, yeah, even if you want to keep your lifestyle going at the, at the expense of the banks, it's just not quite as, 
quite as attractive as it used to be. Maya Fisher-French, thanks as always. The editor of Maya on Money, writer for the City Press. Go and have a look at her website, mayaonmoney.co.za. Thanks very much, Debt Consolidation. Not everybody's cup of tea.